The Productive Woman, Episode 54. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm excited to share with you my conversation with author Jill Kemmerer, who shared her thoughts on managing a busy life. You'll find information about Jill, links to the tools and resources she recommends, and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 54. And now let's get right into my conversation with Jill. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Jill Kemmer. Jill is a wife, a mother of two, and a full-time writer who says she relies on coffee and chocolate to keep up with her kids' busy schedules, which, at least on the chocolate side, makes her a woman after my own heart. I'm really looking forward to learning from her journey toward making a life that matters. So welcome, Jill. Thank you very much, Laura. I'm thrilled to be here. I really enjoy your podcast. So it's it's a treat for me. Well, and it's been fun. You know, we've kind of gotten to know each other a little bit over the internet on Facebook and so on. And and so I think it's going to be fun to talk a little bit, uh, share with the listeners a little bit of what your life is like. And I certainly am going to want to talk about what you're doing in the in the world of writing, novel writing, and blogging. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about how you manage your own busy life, if that's okay with you. I would love to talk about it. Um, I'm always looking for ways to do it better. So whatever works for me now might be different next year. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So so just to put things kind of in context uh, for the listener, tell me a little bit about what, uh, if there is such a thing, what a typical day is for you. Well, I um, am very blessed. I have two teenagers. They're both still in school. And I'm a stay-at-home mom, full-time writer, so I don't have to leave the house uh, to work. That's a big plus for me. I get up about 6.15, uh, make coffee, do the lunches, and after the kids are off to school, I usually spend a good hour just drinking coffee, watching the news, and having um, Bible study and prayer time. And when that is over, I either work out with my neighbor or I sit on Facebook and emails and all that jazz. Um, about 10, 1030, I typically go upstairs to my office and that's when my workday begins. I, um, I spend roughly five to six hours working on either a plot, um, writing my book, revising a book anything my editor might need, um, and also working on like promotional items, my blog, that sort of thing. And then um, I typically make dinner, do, if the kids have sports or anything, we uh, deal with that, and relax. I like my evenings and my weekends to be family-oriented, so I try not to work um, at night or on weekends. For me, as someone who has to get up and be out the door every morning and be in an office all day, that sounds pretty cool. But but I know you have plenty of things on your plate in terms of you've got a book coming out any day now, you're working on the next one. So you've got your writing things you have to do, the promotional things you have to do. You also have family 
commitments and a family that you love to spend time with, what would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life? You know, and I, by challenges, I mean, for some people it's time, for some people it's organizing their space, you know, it's different for everybody. Do you have any particular challenges that you work on? Oh, yes. Um, This one's a really easy question for me to answer. My biggest problem is that I am always trying to accomplish too much. I get excited when I wake up. I I mean, part of that is the coffee. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I really look forward to that pot of coffee. Um, But I'm just, I'm excited to, I'm excited for every project I'm working on. I have a bunch of side projects that I'd like to tackle. Um, I like, I love watching my kids play sports. Um, I like trying new recipes. So my biggest problem is just trying to cram too much into a day. And I can never finish everything. So I struggle because I oftentimes feel like there's just too much to-do list and not enough time. Yeah, I think a lot of us have issues with that. You know, you feel like life is too short. There, There are so many things to try, so many adventures to get out there. So how do you... Um, try to prioritize the things that you're working on? What do you, how do you deal with this challenge of taking on too much? Well, I, I would say that organization is a big strength of mine. Um, I just kind of was wired that way. So I, I am a very big to-do list type of person. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I usually make a list for the day of things I'd like to accomplish. And I try to be realistic about them. The older I get, the better I get about that. Um, and so I'll have kind of a hot list of have to do things. And then I have a bunch of little things that if I could get them done, that would be great. And anything that doesn't get done, I kind of circle on my day planner. And that way, when I review the next morning, I'll know, oh, I didn't do that. I need to get that done still. Um, I also rely on my phone, my iPhone. I use the calendar with that. And I I just have notes. Um, I, I take a lot of online notes. I also have notes in my office. Just constant reminders so that nothing slips through the cracks. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of writing things down, whether on paper or digitally or something. And it, it's sort of the, um, you know, the David Allen approach of getting everything out of your brain and into a system somewhere. So, which I would think is probably pretty important for you because you need your brain cells for being creative uh, in your plotting and in your writing, rather than to remember, oh, I got to pick up the dry cleaning. It is true. Um, and, and if I don't, if I don't write everything down, I find that there's a level of anxiety in my life that really, it actually eats up time in my day. And I don't have that time to waste. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm with you. I just write it down, make it easy. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, and so you say you use a, you use your phone to keep track of your calendar. Uh, is it just, uh, what kind of phone do you use? Well, you're probably going to laugh here, but I actually keep three separate calendars. Okay. I have a family camp calendar and that's just like a cheap notebook, um, cheap, well, it's a cheap blank calendar, um, that I got from like the dollar store. And I use that in our kitchen for my family. I write down every Sunday night. I write down what the dinner is going to be for each night of the week. I write down any kind of sport appointments, that sort of thing. So that like my husband, he can just take a quick glance and know that, oh, 
our son has baseball Tuesday night. Our daughter has cross country Thursday night. We're having dinner. This is what we're eating. So that is one method of organization I use. I have an iPhone. I use the calendar that's built right into it. And that is mainly for me to keep track of the sports and the appointments. Like if I go to the dentist, they usually make an appointment six months from now. I immediately type it in there. That way I can keep track of the family calendar better. And then I also have my own work calendar and that's a day planner. Um, I'm very picky about how it's laid out. So I spent a good hour at Barnes and Noble looking through all of them and making sure this one was the right one. And that is where my work life goes. That's where I write down every commitment, everything I want to do. I actually make monthly goals, weekly goals, and daily goals. And that really has helped my productivity a lot. Wow. Sounds like a great system uh, for somebody that's got, you know, wearing different hats and you're able to kind of keep track of everything. Do you leave the work calendar, the one where you, I, I assume you put your deadlines and things like that. Do you just, that stays in, at your desk or do you carry it around with you? Um, I actually leave it at home most of the time, but I take it with me downstairs in the morning. Um, I stay down in our living room for my coffee and then it comes back upstairs with me into my office whenever I'm working. If I go see friends, like writer friends for coffee, which I do try to do twice a month because that keeps me sane, <laughs> um, I bring it with me, you know, because they always have great ideas and maybe we want to plan something. So, yeah. Sure. All right. Well, in addition to the calendars that you use, are there any other particular tools that you like or resources that you recommend for either managing your time, managing your space, you know, organizing whatever it is that you have going on? Yes. There's a few apps on my phone that I, I found to be very helpful for me. Um, I'm getting older. You know, I, I'm ha I have to watch my weight a little bit more now. So I use my fitness pill. Um, it's just a free app and it's a good way to count calories, track your exercise. I'm not always very diligent about it, but when I'm trying to lose weight or just trying to maintain my weight, it has made a huge difference. So my fitness pal for my health, I like to use Evernote on my phone and my laptop because it can sync to both devices. So I take notes, um, especially for my family life. Like I created a meal plan, just dinners that I tend to make over and over and that I really like. That way I'm not scrambling at the last minute or making, you know, spaghetti four nights in a row. Um, so those types of things go on Evernote. I also really like Google Docs because that also syncs between my phone and my um, laptop. I use that to actually write side projects. If I'm waiting for a pizza, I might write a couple paragraphs of a short story. I might write a blog post. I have a blog tour coming up. So I sometimes have to sit in writing at, at very small spaces. And if I have 10 minutes and I have the energy for it, then I like to be able to do that. And you use Google Docs for that. Yes, I use the Google Docs for that. Uh, what do you use for writing your novels? Well, I just am straight up Microsoft Word. I have never tried Scrivener. I've heard a lot of good things about it. But, you know, honestly, I use OneNote to keep track of all my research and all of my notes for a book. So I guess I don't really feel like I need um, anything with bells and whistles because Microsoft Word and Microsoft OneNote 
work so well for well for me right now. I, I don't want to rock that boat, you know? <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because you're right. Everybody's real big into Scrivener and you hear people talking about it all the time. In fact, I watched uh, earlier today I, while I was eating my lunch, I watched a video tutorial on Scrivener because I've, I've used it for a while. But there's no reason to jump on a bandwagon. I mean, if what you're using works for you, then, you know, as, uh, that's what I I think I try to say in the past on the show is you can listen to what other people are using and see how it works for them and, and maybe have a look at it. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If If what you're doing works for you, then it's the perfect tool for you. I feel the same way. I try to keep that, um, your exact words, Kind of my motto too. And there are some things that don't work. Like when the pounds creep up, I know I need to get back to my fitness pail or any, you know, whatever. I, I count calories. So that works for me. Um, if you're doing something else that won't work for you. But yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I love to ask this question of guests and the first part, it's kind of a two-parter and most people, I know what the answer to the first part is going to be, but I'm always interested to hear the answer to the second part. And the question is this, despite all the systems that you have in place, and it sounds like you're very organized and thoughtful about the way you've structured things, do you ever have a day when it just all gets away from you, you get stressed out and overwhelmed and whatever, and and if so, what do you do to get back on track? Well, the answer is obviously yes. That <laughs> happens quite often, unfortunately. I find that it's worse when my kids are both in sport. During their busy seasons, it feels like every other day gets away from me. When that happens, I actually have a real, it's, it's just a simple strategy. I printed out these little spreadsheets and all they have are like a time, it, it'll say 8.30 to 9.30 a.m., 9.30 to 10 a.m., 10 to 10.30, that sort of thing. And it just has a space next to it. And what I will do is I will track everything I'm doing. If I'm writing, I will, I'll write writing in the blank space. And when I'm finished writing, I will mark done. And when I write down everything I do for the day, it's like I waste a lot less time. I'm not on Facebook as much. I'm not on online in general as much because I'm being mindful of it. And it just clears up the problem very quickly. It's a great approach. You know, for me, I've done something similar when I've been, you know, looking ahead to a time that's going to be really busy. And I know I've got some things that have to get done, other things I want to get fitted in. And I'll kind of do a sheet like that to see where are the gaps? Am I leaving myself enough um, margin as the, you know, the term is? Or am I filling up every minute to the point that I'm going to burn myself out, wear myself out? And sometimes having that visual in front of you can really give you a better sense of what you're doing with your time. Uh, and I find, too, that just looking back on the day, I don't feel like I wasted it. So yeah. I feel so much better about myself. So I'm like, oh, I wrote for, you know, three hours. I worked on promotion for two hours, whatever. I'm, whatever I'm doing, I, I know that I've done it. So, yeah. you know, you just feel better about yourself. In general. Sure. Giving yourself credit for what you've actually accomplished. I mean, you know, we, we tend to beat ourselves up for what we didn't do. I think that's a great approach to, you know, to put it on paper and say, I did this. I do. I, I end up doing that at least, you know, two or three times a year. I'll just kind of be like, oh, my life is exploding. I can't handle it. Uh, so I get those sheets out and I might do it for a week and then I feel better, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then on with the business of life. 
Okay, so you you are an author. You have one book out already, and another one. Actually, I saw it in uh, in Amazon today. Tell us a little bit about your writing. What you what you've written? What you have coming out? What what's in the works for you? Well, I'm very excited um, and very blessed. My journey to getting published was very long. So my debut novel came out in April, and it was called Small Town Bachelor. It's uh, published through Harlequin Love Inspired. It is a Christian contemporary romance novel. And the second book, which comes out next week, yay, um, is Unexpected Family. And that, too, is published through Harlequin Love Inspired. And they're both set in a fictional um, town called Lake Endwell, Michigan. Um, it's follow, the books are following siblings. And Unexpected Family features Tom Sheffield, who reconnects with his ex-wife and finds out he has a daughter that he never knew he had. So it's very tender and there's a lot of conflict, but it's, I just love it. It's a favorite book of mine. So I'm very excited that it's going to be out soon. Uh, yeah, I was reading the, the blurb about it on, on Amazon today and I thought, well, darn it. My, my to be read pile is, I don't even, I, I've lost count, but that one has to go on the, on the list because it just, I, I love the idea of, of the, the child he didn't know he had with the wife that's not his wife anymore. So I'm going to be real interested to see how that all comes together. And then you have a third one in the series that'll be coming out as well? Yes. Uh, the third one will actually be released um, tentatively April 2016. That one does have an official title. It's called Her Small Town Romance. And that is a third Sheffield sibling, Brian. Um, so I'm excited about that one, too. And there's possibly going to be a fourth Sheffield sibling book. I'm not sure yet. That's not contracted, but I'm hoping it gets picked up, too. Very cool. And so are you writing the third book now? The third book is actually um, completely written. Oh. And I'm actually writing the fourth book now. Okay. So fun. Wow. Got just a, a quick minute here, and and maybe you'll indulge me a little bit as a as a wannabe novelist. It sounds like there's a pretty long gap between when you write the book and when it's actually, you know, available to the rest of us to read. Sure. Um, actually, for me, it's typically right around one year from the time um, an editor contacts the book to when it's actually released, hmm. um, and that's just my experience with my editor. Um, she's wonderful. I can't, I don't have enough good things to say about her, but yeah, it's, there's definitely a gap there. Um, but it's pretty doable because there's so many things you need to do in between. Um, so it's good. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, uh, other than the book coming out here pretty soon and working on number four and all the other things, anything else on the horizon for you? Do you do any public speaking or? I don't. Well, I have spoken at a few um, writing meetings, you know, like uh, writers groups. I do speak at writers groups occasionally. Um, I spoke at one of my old churches um, when my first book came out. In September, I'm going to be signing books at a local author fair, so that's fun. Um, other than that, I don't have anything lined up in the near future, but I'm always open. Okay. All right. Well, and I'll definitely put links to uh, where listeners can find your books uh, in, in the show notes. Where can people connect with you online if they want to learn more about you or just, just hook up with you to 
in general? Uh, my website is jillkemmer.com. Um, I have a contact page there with links. Well, you can find my links anywhere on my website, but I am on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, Google Plus, Goodreads, pretty much anywhere you're online, I'm there and I love to connect with readers. So I hope they will come out and see me because I really enjoy that. Excellent. Before we go, I always say at the beginning of this show that the the goal of the productive woman is to help women, busy women, get the tools and the encouragement they need to accomplish what matters to them, make a life that matters. Do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for a little help in getting things done and making a life that matters? I would say to not fight your personal style. Like I said, I'm, I'm very organized. That's just part of my genetic makeup. Um, when I hear about someone who does things differently than me, sometimes I'll think, oh, I should try that. But in the back of my head, I know it's probably not going to work because it's you just kind of know yourself after a while. So I would say to just, you know, if something sounds appealing and like it would work for you, try it. And if it doesn't work, don't beat yourself up about it. You know, we're just so hard on ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's kind of one of my mottos is, you know, let's cut ourselves some slack. I always close the show reminding folks to extend grace to each other, but also to ourselves. And I think some of us as women have a harder time extending grace to ourselves than we do to other people. So I agree. We're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jill. I really appreciate you being on the show. Oh, thank you, Laura. It's been so much fun. I really appreciate it. I am so grateful to Jill for taking the time to share her thoughts on how she manages her busy life and also for her really great suggestions for tools and resources. Be sure to check those out. So what do you think? Do you have any questions for Jill? Is there anything she said that particularly resonated with you? I would love to hear from you and I know she would as well. So please feel free to ask your questions or share your thoughts either by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 54 and scrolling down to the comments section there, or you can go to the Productive Woman's Facebook page and post a question or a comment there, and I'll be watching as will Jill and will respond to you. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can leave a voice message by going to the website or to the Facebook page and clicking on the voice message button there. If you enjoy The Productive Woman and think it's worthwhile, I would really appreciate it if you could help me out a little bit. There are a couple of ways you can do that. That is help to make the show better or to spread the word. You can rate and review the show in iTunes or Stitcher. That really helps in making the show more visible. It also gives me feedback that I need to help me make the show better and more useful to you. There are links to subscribe and to rate and review the show in the show notes, or you can also go directly to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that takes you right to where you can leave a rating and a, a few words of a review. And I really appreciate that very much. Uh, if you want to more directly help me make the show better. There's something new that you can do. I've created a listener survey that I would love it if you would take just a few minutes to respond to that survey. Just a few questions won't take you very long, but really will give me some information that will help me make the show better going forward. 
You'll find a link in the show notes, or you can go to theproductivewoman.com slash survey. And like I said, it's only going to take a couple of minutes to do it, and it really would be valuable to me. So I'd appreciate your help with that. Another way you can help is in an upcoming episode, I'm going to be talking about being productive when raising kids. And I'd like your help in that in a couple of ways. If you've got questions specific to the challenges of being productive when you've got small kids or teenagers or whatever in your home, share those with me. If you've got some tools or tips or approaches that have really been helpful to you in managing a life and being a productive mom, I'd love to hear those as well. So you can email your questions or your tips or or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or again, you can leave a voice message either on the website or on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. There's a button in either of those places that you can click on. Just record uh, an audio message and click send and that'll come right to me. One quick announcement, I will be speaking at the upcoming Brilliance and Business Breakthrough Summit. This is an online summit that involves 15 or so experts in various areas offering insight and information specifically to help you with the practical side of growing a successful business while still being able to do what you love most. Like I said, this is an online summit. It'll air live on September 14th through the 18th, 2015. And I believe it, the recordings will be, or the, the video recordings will be available for some period after that. I'm actually presenting a pre-summit session on laying the groundwork for breakthrough to a life that matters, talking about casting a vision, setting goals, some of the things we've talked about on the show, but I get to go into a little depth and it's specifically related to business. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in, I encourage you to look into it for information or to sign up. You can go to theproductivewoman.com slash summit and learn what you need to know there. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you again for spending this time with me and with Jill. I hope you found something in this episode that was helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you and getting your feedback on it. And I especially look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.